Released on Sunday, September 17th, 2017. This Agile Life, episode 129. What happened? The software industry transforms more and more every day. Agile methods are quickly replacing traditional ones. The question is, are you agile enough? This podcast is devoted to agile and lean software development. Time to welcome your agile coaches on This Agile Life. Hello, everyone. I'm John Sextro. And I'm Jason Tice. I'm Lee McCauley. And I'm Amos King. And John, I do whatever the hell I want. Apparently. (laughs) Apparently, (laughs) Lee McCauley. Ah, take that. (laughs) What's up, guys? It's... uh, it's been a long time since we've had the band back together. And obviously we're a little rusty on our intros. Sorry. Yeah, we we had to record that twice, guys. And it just was all you know. it was all Amos's fault. I mean Jason's fault. But no, well, I was no, just saying. Hey, hey, wait, wait. You guys are like technical coaches. It was Think- our fault. Things that I learn have learned as a technical practice, you don't tell people when you refactor the, your code to make it better, especially if they're an evil scrum master, right? You just do it because it makes your code better, right? <laughs> I don't know. You lost me. You lost me at scrum well, master. So I'm saying... I, I, I don't know how that analogy was working in there. I, well, I'm, I'm saying is... Being a great software craftsman, sometimes there are things that you do in the line of work or the line of duty that maybe you don't need to broadcast to the world. Make sense? Like our names. No. Oh. I see that if, the fact that we recorded twice. The whole point well, of this podcast is to broadcast to the world. I understand, but I'm and, saying and is, the thing. <laughs> no, 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 you guys no, did. No, you guys, I, no, okay. no, you got to tell your scrum master, too, because, again, we have to go all the way back to honesty unless you don't trust your scrum master. You yes, should but, be 100% open. Yes, I know that, but, Amos, you of all people, I can... Oh, wait, imagine- wait, 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 wait. It's scrum. I forgot. It 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 starts out with a lack of trust. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but, okay, but... The gloves okay, are okay, so apparently, apparently I'm warmed up. You guys like need to like go do some aerobics or something, you know, get ready to get started here because I'm being serious here to say that Amos, you of all people I know have been on the agile team where the scrum master comes over and says, no, 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 no. You are not allowed to refactor that because you don't, you know, it's not, it's not, a, there's not a car on the board for it. I'm like, dude, you refactor the code because you find a way to improve it and you, you have the trust and the courage to refactor the code because you have tests. And so guess what? You just do it to make it better and you don't need to, you don't need to own up to it. You just do it. Kind of like if we do choose to edit the podcast, so it's a better experience for our listeners. So hi, and welcome we have, to the Satchel Live. We have so. listeners. <laughs> One, my mom listens. Probably, probably oh, not awesome. anymore. Probably not anymore. It's been so long since we've gotten the band together. Half the people have forgotten about us. Well, you know, it's funny. I'm going to say that that's not a true statement because I've, I've had the opportunity this throughout the year. I've actually been really kind of all over. Um, I've been all over North America. And I've been, in, been to a few places in Europe. And what, uh, some of that is for conferences. Some of it's for work. And I want to say I've, I've met a lot of listeners uh, in a spirit of non-disclosure. I don't want to ID people unless they want to be ID'd. But we have a lot of friends. And what I really appreciate is I've met a lot of new listeners like in agile 2017 down in orlando that told me they happened to hear about this agile life and they they did kind of ask them hey uh like what's up did you guys die but what what they shared is they they discovered us a few months ago so they're only still on like episode 60 so they noticed we kind of stopped making new episodes but they're still listening so i 
I want to share my appreciation on behalf of all of us for maybe if you're a new listener, you're just kind of getting started. Um, I say go back to the oldies because there's some oldies and goodies back there. But uh, but we're happy to be back together. And hopefully we have some new insights that we can share um, tonight. And we're um, not by, dead, by the- but we, it is it is light enough in the day. We probably smell like it. <laughs> That's true. What do they and, say, Lee? And- the uh, the rumors of our deaths have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting that, that you say that, Jason. I, that makes me very happy to hear. Uh, it was one of the things that I was sort of afraid of when we stopped was that nobody would care. Uh, but, so it's it's nice to hear that people listen, people care. I've heard I've heard a few people uh, say the same thing. Actually, a, a coworker of ours and a guy that that Amos knows, Ben Pomeranke, he said to me at uh, at our at our internal conference just recently. Uh, that he hoped we got things back together and that if we did, he would sure be a listener. So that helped motivate me too. So thanks, Ben, for helping with the, some motiva- motivation to get things going again. Oh, and I like Ben. He's a cool guy. He doesn't like you, so that's why he's cool. Well, I know. <laughs> he keeps calling me like once a year. So what well, do you guys so think we should talk about, Jason? Well, what I was going to say is, is that something we should talk about? Like, what happened? I mean, because think about it. I think as a as a podcast, what you can say, I mean, I'd like to say we never officially stopped. But one thing that did happen is I think everyone involved kind of got pulled in different directions. And I've seen that happen on teams in real life where yeah. the team kind of loses its mojo because you got someone that thinks we should do this way. You got someone that thinks we should go this way. You got three people in the middle that don't really care they just want to be told what to do and very quickly kind of like if you look at our podcast you know i want to say our podcast delivery rate uh your delivery rate goes down dramatically well so is there any is there anything we learned that we should share about <laughs> how I so this so. doesn't happen to others <laughs> i think so and and i will say jason one of the things that happened was we never completed your podcast assurance program and we still what have was it, it called? It was what was it? It was, it was, it was the well, plus my podcast insurance. This was where John. I remember I was because to this day I believe John, you are still the only person that knows how to push this podcast out to yes. the distribution mechanism. I yes. don't, I don't have the credentials. I have no idea how we do it. I've learned a few ways you can do it. I have no idea if that's what you do. So, yeah, Amos, so you can't push this thing, can you? Well, no. No, but if so, I could, I'm out here in the sticks. It would take like six days to even <laughs> get first five uploaded. Okay, so that's a bandwidth problem. So that's how. Okay, I, but this is where I, admit, pushed it. I think we should be a little humble here to ourselves because uh, and a little um, I want to say vulnerable because you know we talk about an agile team should be able to where everyone could share their work. Everyone could release the product and look at us here. We're doing this podcast and we all have we have that one that one like evil technical lead who is the only person that can release the code to production. And he uses that to jockey for power. And his name is John Sextro. That's how I assert <laughs> my dominance over you. Yeah. But, but to be fair, and again, I'm going to own this too, is real life. That's also me. Cause again, if I was really focused on this, John, I, I have to admit, could I reach out to you more and say, Hey John, we really need to work on this podcast so I can release it or Lee can push it or we write it down or we write a script or something. We, I, I didn't prioritize that. So I'm equally as guilty as you are of not focusing on it. So I think that's the metaphor for teams is to really say, if you know, something needs to be done, 
somebody may not explicitly tell you to do it, but there's nothing stopping you from doing it yourself to make the team better. Yeah, and and it's it's a good point. And in this in in this example, I, I mean, I think that there really is some like I am that evil. I'm that evil hoarder of of information. I'm that evil hoarder of the keys to the kingdom. I'm I'm the person that I've coached people not to be with the podcast. And it's and honestly it's it's not be it's not because I'm I'm actually trying to hoard the power and assert dominance though I like I do like to say that to you predominantly Jason. Uh but it, it's because it's almost out of it's almost out of laziness that I haven't uh you know put things together in a better way where others could could independently push the podcast out there. Now, having said that, a couple of guys we know, Amos and Craig, did do two episodes on their own where they recorded and all that, and then they just sent it over to the big evil order of information, me, and I, I produced them and did push them out. Yeah, yeah, we have a separate deployment team than we do uh, a set of developers. And throw it over the wall and hope that at some point John gets it out. And if he, he doesn't, I usually send him a message and say, is there any way I can help? And then the next day it's out. Well, and to be <laughs> and so and to be fair, Amos, though, I wouldn't call that a team. That's a single person. So, yeah, it's almost like, though, Jason, that it's almost like if you if you if you give us each sort of uh, uh, roles as, as on a software development team, I would be like the operations guy who's on the team, but I don't help anybody else learn how to do deployments and push, push stuff out to production. I'm, I'm, I'm participating, but I'm not sharing. I'm not sharing my, my knowledge and my, uh, and my, uh, not my abilities, but my capabilities. I'm not sharing my, my capabilities that I have with the, with the team. Yeah, or or real life. Um, you know, it's fun having John pairing, pairing is caring. Pairing is caring. I like that. Well, or but I'll share. I wish you were rolling video tonight. Although it'd be funny because Amos is all got his um his uh, chicken wire internet out there in the country. But it's funny. Before we started, I was going through the archives and I found um, a bunch of old conference stuff. I, I've actually got conference stuff that goes back to 2010. So I've become a little bit. When of- he says archives, he means the wall behind him. Yeah, I have an agile. Well, people, people, people know I have an agile room. We, we've joked the agile room that I have could become a conference session or a conference in of itself. But here's what. Wait a second. It's recommend- not just the wall, though, Lee. What is it really, Jason? Uh, it's a file system. It's no, a bunch it's of box- not. What? That thing is where those conference that things books. are is not a file oh, system. That's a co- there's a coat tree back there that has <laughs> lanyards hanging on it, okay? I mean, there's a lot of them back there. That's the but file no. system. Okay, the but see, I'm trying to make this real life. So I'm going to give an example, and this is referenceable. I'll make this a pick for the show. So Dana Poplava out of New York, she's a she's an awesome scrum master in the New York City metro area. She organizes Big Apple Scrum Day every year and does a whole bunch of stuff with the New York City Scrum Meetup. She has a DevOps simulation that's called the DevOps Lego Chocolate Game. And the way it works is this. This is what I think teams need. And, John, this is what we need for our podcast. It has you in the simulation, you get a card that very clearly tells you what your job is. And it says, okay, if I'm Adam Admin, it says I work on the operation team. And it says I build environments, I install security patches, and I monitor, I monitor the environment, and I authorize deployments. And that's my job. And guess what? 
other people have other cards. And so what we need for our podcast is you the way it works in the simulation is everybody makes these cards, you're assigned a card, you learn your job, but then you're forced to hand your card off to someone else so somebody else learns your job. And so it goes back to this idea of rollover loading with a system to enforce that. So you can say, hey, this week I'm the admin guy, and then maybe next week you have a different job and you learn a different role. So maybe that's something we should figure out how to try on this podcast. But if not, it's a way that you can ensure that you're learning new skills if you're part of a team. Well, I like that idea. What's it called again? Something about chocolate. All I, all I heard was chocolate. Yeah. I'm on this new diet it, and I can't eat anything after 8 o'clock. So well, I'm it's, it's, a work- now, so. it's a workshop that Dana is out there. Dana is out there all over the world. So again, it's the Deva, the the DevOps Lego chocolate game. Something that I will give Dana open props for and free advice for anyone who wants to do conferences. There's a lot in the name of your submission when it comes down to being evaluated, being selected and ultimately people showing up in your session. So if you say, as it is right now, if you say you're going to do DevOps, you're going to play with Lego, and you're going to get a chance to eat chocolate, what do you think happens at the conference? I guess you get There's a lot of people in there. There's going to be chocolate all over my Legos. Yes, and guess what? <laughs> Everybody goes to that session. So again, if you have a chance, if you're out of conference, again, I have no idea where Dana's speaking next, but, uh, but you could Google it, DevOps Lego Chocolate. It's also available online. It's licensed under Creative Commons. So if you're an independent coach or trainer, you can go check it out, download the materials, make your own game set, and use it, uh, use it with your own teams. So again, thank you, Dana, for making that and also for sharing it really with everyone who's involved in Agile. It's a lot of fun, and uh, I'm really searching for the linkage here to say we could make our own version of ways that we could pass around and force ourselves to do some role overloading to improve the predictability of delivery of this podcast to which you are all listening right now well i think we should that's a good so that's a good idea and i think maybe we should make that the topic and ask amos and lee if they have ideas other ideas that we might think about using and trying to help to help implement the podcast assurance program that's called the pap podcast assurance program <laughs> i like it I like okay it. um so I, I i i guess we should probably um look at like right now you know everybody kind of ratted on john there a little bit about being being a uh, a point of failure but um we really need to to take on our own responsibilities in this too, right? Uh, because well, I'm liking even this. though John, even though John could be a point of failure, he wasn't even given the opportunity to really be a point of failure because it's not like loading him with a bunch of recorded podcasts. Yeah. I know that oh. in this last year, um, I spent four months without a client, and you know I have enough of a, a backlog that. It, it wasn't scary, but it doesn't mean I didn't spend a whole lot of time being nervous. Um, and and during that time, it was like stress to get me to even show up to anything like this. Um, John lost his voice for a while. What? That's what I was told. I was told you couldn't talk for a while at the beginning of the year. Oh, I forgot about that. That's a true story. Uh, that, that's um, a, that's you're getting into my HIPAA. You're making it's a HIPAA violation. I had a medical condition. <laughs> It's true though. I did have a thing where 
this was really weird where my jaw was screwed up and I don't know exactly what had happened. Uh, but the doctor told me not to chew and not to talk too much. He said not to chew. There's probably too much yelling at Tice. You got a you got locked jaw from it being open so wide. That's right. But Tice has been out of the. He admittedly has been traveling a lot, which makes it hard for us to get time together. Tice started a business, so that was a, which is what I want to come back to. Because is the confessional open? I have a confession. Nope, not right now. Okay. I, Let me know I, when it's open. I cannot absolve you of your sins, and I will share them with the world. But let's let's hear okay. it. <laughs> I want to make. I do have a confession, and I want to say an apology that I want to make about this whole thing, and okay. it, it's related. So, but go on. That's true, though. I did have a <laughs> I did have a condition for about a month. I was supposed to not not talk too much. I forgot about that. So, what else, Amos? So, I pre- uh, I appreciate I, you. I, I appreciate you pitching in, pitching for me there. So, but yeah, well, I'm just saying that, like, what what other things stopped us? Because it wasn't just John that stopped things from going out. The rest of us had had things going on too. And so, if we want to be fair and come up with something that will work for us, we have to look at all of the different possibilities of why we ended up where we were this last year. Because I mean, we've had what three podcasts since January. Yep. And we were really good all the way up until January, right? We only missed a couple last year. Yeah. We probably got 48 out of 52 last year. Let's see what Lee thinks. You got any well, ideas, Lee? I, I have no excuse from personally. I'm just lazy. No, I mean, yeah, fair me too. <laughs> and, and, but now, so what, what, what could we do? What could we do differently so that the, we, we can assure the continuation of the of the podcast. Can I get somebody else to take my daughter to her college visits this year since she's a senior and next year? Cause I have a second one coming through because <laughs> that is time consuming as hell. Yeah. I'm having to do that this year too. Uh, see, so we're Lee and I are like out half the time. <laughs> I have an, I have an, I have an 18 year old. That's a senior that's going into college next year. Also. Wow. So, Tice, you're going to have to carry this. You and your tiny babies are going to have to carry this whole podcast. Tiny babies. It's been a long time since I worked with you. They're probably not so tiny anymore. They're not tiny anymore. No, they're not tiny. So, um, my, my, it's funny, John. I, my, as I listen to our conversation, I have a much different perspective, and I'll throw it out there. What is the goal of this podcast? I mean, other than just, I want to say. To make money. The- Duh. No. no. Stop. No. That's why John's keeping control. I didn't even know we got money. Oh, shit. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Making it rain. Apparently, yeah, there's right. a controversy right. now because I haven't seen that payday either. But, but neither to me, is this, John. But this, <laughs> yeah, let's call this agile team dysfunction because I'm serious. What I think happened to us is in lack of having a common team goal for this podcast like what is the goal of this podcast that all of us agree on okay and at least that we all even know i mean if we did the fun little game now where let's all write down what we think the goal is and we all held it up onto skype i think we would probably all write some pretty drastically different things i think if we wrote things down and held them up on skype 
that it would be a really boring radio show. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could read them out loud. I, I'm saying, I'm saying to, for us to do something where we hold ourselves, we don't allow bias in the conversation. Because if we if we talk it through around, you know, I say something, I'm going to bias what you say, Amos. So I want to write it down so we're, we're held accountable, okay? I think we well, should play charades for it. Let's I think write we it down. Play charades. One person at a time, I, just well, mimics it. Before we do the activity, if we want to do the activity, I want to make a point, which is that as a team, as a self-organizing team ourselves here, you know, something that this podcast is about giving advice and guidance to other people that are on self-organizing agile teams. We in and of ourselves of our team that are operating, I'm going to I'm going to assert without a unifying goal that defines our purpose as a team other than guess what? Just getting together on an evening night, rolling Skype and having a fun conversation with each other because we all enjoy each other. That is the only purpose of this. But if you think about the intrinsic and extrinsic benefits that that provides to us, it's pretty low according to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So the I second in the middle of nowhere, like, poof. I live in the middle of nowhere. Sadly, you are my only friends. So I haven't <laughs> had any friends for like six months. And I, and I actually, I would say, I, I, I say, yeah, just getting on here once a week and talking is great. Well, at no. least with, you know, three out of the four of the people on the podcast. Wait, <laughs> you're anchoring, you're anchoring, names. you're anchoring on the answer. <laughs> you both have anchored now oh. on the answer. We're not supposed to anchor, right? We, you, you should uh. let us all uh, answer on our, on our, at our own volition here without any. <laughs> all right. Right, so we use a visual frame anytime we have an ideation session, which is this is an ideation session gone wrong, but that's okay. Perfect. So, so, so let's write down what we think the goal of the podcast is, or I like think the mission. All, I th- maybe I think we all know what our answer is, so we can just go around. Okay, who's first, Mister Dominic? Because he doesn't trust you. I know, but my to answer not change your answer based on his. My answer is the right <laughs> answer anyway, so. <laughs> Cuz I'm the evil I'm, I'm the evil hoarder of the information. Well, anyway. or just 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 something if I could set Amos up here again. For those that are new, please go back and listen to like the early episodes of this podcast like back in the teens when I, my job was an enterprise architect. And yes. all I could say is I heard lots of I heard lots of fun about it. Recently, somewhere in the and, United Somewhere in the southern United States, John introduced himself as an enterprise architect. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. That's it's a t- I, I can't be on this podcast anymore. Like, we're like half and half now. Well, it's <laughs> it's a true story. I did do that. Um, I guess. Welcome to the big enterprise. Now, John. wait a second. Well, I well, never said big enterprise. See, that's the difference. <laughs> I never came onto this podcast and said big enterprise. And and I would say, like, at the beginning of the podcast, if we're going to go back to original roles, you were a big architect. I cussed all the time, way more than I do now. <laughs> now you just uh, drink beer. <laughs> that's true. Lee recorded everybody and didn't say much. But when he did, it was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and, yes. we always, oh, and we had a plan. Still and we is. even did the news. The news is the best part ever. <laughs> No, I'm so glad we don't do that anymore. <laughs> Let's talk about the hurricane. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so so John, are you John, let's let's get back to this. So what yeah. uh, why do we do this? So the hypothesis is that we do not have alignment 
as a team as to why we do this podcast, which is why we lost our focus. While John's talking, should we all plug our ears and go na 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 so I, that we don't we know? Trust or? each other enough, and I don't think anything John okay. says will sway any of us. That's that's true. He's a pretty shitty salesman. <laughs> I hate but he you is all an so enterprise much. architect at least one place. Right. I'm so glad to have all of us back. Right. <laughs> Here's my reason, okay? I, I'm going to go first. So the reason that I wanted to do the podcast way back in, what was it, 2012? It's been like five 2012. years. 2012. The reason I wanted to do it was because, number one, I always wanted to have a podcast. And I knew the only way I would have a podcast is if I created it myself, Okay. The other thing is, I thought it was just fun to do, so that goes along with I just always wanted to have a podcast. And then I thought, you know, I this is something that I feel like I, I, I know some stuff about, and I want to talk about it with other people, to share that information with our community of the Agile community, and then uh, also learn more things and learn what you guys think also what our listeners think about things because they would send us tweets and emails and talk to us on slack and that sort of thing and so it was a way for me to share what i knew while also enriching my knowledge by hearing what other people had to say boom mic drop so so i guess uh i'll take the next one um and there is actually a lot of overlap for me it's it's just a lot of fun um talking to you guys and cracking jokes and uh, making fun of people, you know, for people that I that uh, enjoy doing it. But the only difference is I never actually feel like I have any information that anybody wants. Um, but I am uh, really, <laughs> really excited to, to learn stuff from you guys. And I always find something that makes me think because you guys see things differently than I do. So for me, that's it is, uh, I'm I'm more in a learning mode, I guess. That's uh, that's as good a reason as any, I think. But I, I will say that you definitely have 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 enriched uh, m- my knowledge as well. So it's a two way street. Uh, occasionally, I get lucky, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Me too. Uh, and I'm going to jump in before Tice because Lee and I have the same middle name. So get over it. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm kind of a combination of you guys. Like, I really wanted to have a podcast for a long time. I had really thought about it. I, I felt like I had a lot to say and I didn't give a shit if anybody listened or not. Um, I just needed to talk. Uh, <laughs> um, and so when John brought it up, I was like, that's really cool. And then the other thing is like, you know, we a lot of times would talk at work about these kind of topics and I learned a lot and and I hope that other people learn from me too back and forth. And I thought, you know, if we're learning from each other and we turn this into a podcast and just record conversations that we might have anyway, first of all, we'll talk a lot more. So we'll probably learn more from each other. And second, maybe somebody else will care. And they'll learn something or maybe they'll give us feedback and we will learn from them. So for me, it, it was a an opportunity to hang out with people that I care about and friends and, and learn together. Um, even you, Tice. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> and I'll summarize my motivation to saying is, as everyone's already said, yes, this would be fun because it's after hours. It's just kind of fun stuff. As John would say, it's a lot of tomfoolery. It was better when we recorded at lunch. 
it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to share, which is a very important thing. I've learned a lot about that, especially as I've become involved with the agile community, and really how the agile community is really based upon sharing at its core, and um, which I think is something we're doing. And I'd like to say we are being genuine in our sharing here because this is kind of a, it's a complex issue because we're sharing genuine information. We're not being paid. We're not selling anything. Uh, but in the Agile community now, there are many people that are selling stuff, which is impacting the, the quality of the sharing. And last but not least, kind of like Lee said, this is uh, I hope our content and our dialogue does provide an opportunity for all of us to think. But even for myself to be a little selfish to say, yeah, I guess what? Yeah, this is going to talk about a bunch of dev stuff over there that I may or may not necessarily agree with. And like developers rule, you know, uh, which is a good thing. But at the end of the day, you know what? We need to do something where we make payroll and get paid and have a pipeline and happy customers and all this stuff. So sometimes the developers do need to like put a sock in it, uh, and which will be <laughs> Interesting, of course. So that's that's just fun to think like that because that's honestly that's real life. Um, especially being the guy who's kind of on the business side. So, and ignore, and acknowledging that there is a business side sometimes in life. So, so that's all great. That's nice. But what I think is interesting about this is, so we all get personal benefit out of this. But if we do apply Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the second. Anything that is higher on that pyramid comes across our radar screen. We have the risk of losing focus. Does that make sense? I'm losing focus now. I mean, you said devs don't care about getting paid. I think you said <laughs> or put a the sock in it. Side. I, I'm pretty sure Wait you said a put second. a sock in it, Amos. <laughs> I know. And I run my own business. I get paid very well. But Amos, are there times that you have ever had to compromise your principles of software craftsmanship to do something in the name of the client? No. Oh, I wait just a second. Wait a second. Rate. Time out. <laughs> you, you were doing the Tice go down different rabbit hole sort of thing. I was, well, sorry. Amos asked Finish the one conversation at a time. So let's finish it. That's a whole other podcast, okay? I felt slightly, uh, slightly well, slighted there. So Normally, I overtly slight ties. He just like under the radar slighted me, and then wants to move on to something different. Uh, <laughs> the future. And he slighted Lee because neither of us are enterprise architects. Mm, jealous. You <laughs> Want a job? Can nope. Make that. I can make that dream happen, Amos. Let's make it happen. So it seemed okay, to so me, John, John. How do you want to guess? Because I do have a. I do have an assertion that might get us out of this. Okay. I, yeah, it seemed to me that you were going down a good path with that. I mean, it sounded like there was overlap, but then I, w I was buying into the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So I'm, I'm going to write. I'm going to try. This is a this is a deep metaphor designed for people that hang out at Lean Coffee with me. You guys know who you are if you've been to any of the recent Agile conferences. I believe that what we have described here is the scenario where an Agile team is working from their backlog. And they're doing work. The devs are coding because developers rule, right, Amos? And the team Damn has... Right. Somebody's got to do the work. The team <laughs> has very little motivation. And the team says, yeah, our project sucks. Because at the end of the day, there is no business value articulated within the stories. Because what was missing from everything all of us just described, if you apply Maslow's hierarchy of needs, is what is, aside from personal enjoyment, what is the business value of this podcast against 
traditional capitalistic, you know, we're all from the U.S., American economic factors. That's that's where developers win against enterprise architects and scrum masters is you write a bunch of stories, but you just said the story has no intrinsic value. It doesn't have value until a developer no, makes I'm it saying, have value. You know, stop. <laughs> I'm saying all we have on this podcast is intrinsic personal value. We don't have a shared sense of business value that would allow us to better find priority in the focus on this podcast. So you're saying for those that don't speak Tice. Thank you, John. Help me. I know there are people that I've met at Lean Coffee that would understand they what totally, I just said. They told those those two people totally understand what you just said. <laughs> There's a few more names to enterprise developer top uh no, no, no. instead of enterprise architect. Because I'm going to use my you, active listening you skills can, here. You can talk to the developers and you can talk to the Tices. Right. That's, so that's you're, like, you're, you're a people person. That's what my job is. I take the requirements to the developers. Uh, I think what Jason said was because we didn't have, because the value that is exists in doing the podcast wasn't clearly articulated enough or that the value that was stated in the in the act of doing the podcast isn't high enough in, in priority for it to, it to continue on its own right without, without being marshaled in that particular way. Yeah. And the real life, yeah, the real life experiment is that guess what? If we were paid to do this podcast, I will assert that I bet we would have figured out a way to sustain our podcast, but I think think we wouldn't have done it as good of a job at the podcast because for me, I'm in a very different location. That's what I was going to say, Amos. So thank you for finishing my sentence for me. You're you're welcome. You and I think alike. (laughs) Somebody, somebody (laughs) needed to. That's a first. (laughs) No, he's right. uh, You, you, you tend to, you're both right, but Jason's more right because he started it. There's a line. Have you guys seen the movie IQ? There's a line where uh, this mechanic is walking beside Einstein and Einstein then turns to him and says, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And the mechanic says, well, what are the odds of that? <laughs> That's great. It's Timoth- Timothy that Robbins and uh, yeah, yeah. Walter yeah. Matthau. Tim- yep. And Walter who, is the, who is Einstein's niece in that? Uh, when Harry met Sally, what's uh the lady from When Harry Met Sally. I don't know. Everybody don't listening to the podcast is shouting it out now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm sorry if you're an enterprise anyway. architect. You, you don't know what that stuff is, unfortunately. I, okay. okay, now I have, I have to look it up. So, uh, so everybody... So well, we were so talking tell. about the fact that it wouldn't be as good. Yeah. So finish that thought, uh, So So my goal is this is where I think... We, I, I'm hoping we'll get some feedback. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. <laughs> I'm hoping people that are listening kind of get the metaphor that that I I, I think we've communicated here. Because to me, this is a metaphor for both teams, you know, any kind of team. Because we we have a shared sense of purpose, but our purpose is not rooted in a value driver that prioritizes our focus on it. So I think there's an, a key point there, which is the fact that uh, in that case, for for most of our lives in our teams, it's it's the business value stated by our by our customers, whoever that may be. Whether for us, it's we're consultants, so we have external customers that kind of dictate what the business value is that we're providing to them. But uh, in this case, 
the customer is either our listeners, and it would be great if we actually got uh, some input from that respect, uh, or it's just us uh, as our own customers, right? So, uh, so where do we go from that? Well, I, I think it's just, it's just a it's a statement. So where where I was trying to get to was saying that because I think it's an interesting reflection of again look at look at our release frequency and what happened and what we're sharing as to why it happened. And I guess two things I'd say if you're on a team, you know, to provide hopefully some advice here. If you're in this scenario and you're that person on a team that says that you know, hey, I come to visit you. These people might know it. I've been to visit, and I walk in the door and like, hey, Jason, uh, uh, my project is not going so well. I don't like my project, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, let's talk about that, you know? So if you're if you're a developer or anyone on a team like that, what do you do? Uh, step one, just like us, I would hope this is an inspiration. Find a way to have some fun, you know? And so I'd say, is there a way that you could inject some element of kind of fun activity into your work environment, you know, or into your team activities. Um, right before we started, I'll put this on the pick list too. I'm gonna have 8,000 picks tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, actually, this was I saw this on our Slack channel. Amos was plugging up uh, Team First Development, which is an activity developed by a colleague of ours. His name's Wade Stallman, who's who developed three minute improv games as a way to have some fun. So that way, again, if you have, if you don't, as Lee said, if you don't understand the business impact of what you're doing, at least you can have fun while you're doing whatever you're doing, you know, and um, that's not sustainable, but it, it, it kind of stops the bleeding. I Wait, like what that. else can we, what else can we Having offer fun, as advice? What else is there? Well, hold on a second though, because I agree that we, we all said fun when we said what, what motivated us originally to be part of this? Yes, we all. Yes, said the fun. only thing that motivates no. me. It's the only reason I run a business. Like, is because I want to have fun. And, eating and, and eating. If I'm eating not having food. fun in my business, I'll go back to work for somebody else. Okay. Yeah, but John, remember but, he lives in the country, so he can just go out and like hunt. shoot deer off his porch, you know, <laughs> and like fish. And, you know, bring that <laughs> buck back and like yeah. fry it or something, you know, <laughs> make his own beer, deep and, fried whole buck. Yeah. <laughs> Antlers and, it, and all. And it, it, again, doesn't even go to Walmart. Probably goes to like Farm and Fleet, you know, like, like you know, cheaper than Walmart, you know, so whatever. Wait, okay. You can get groceries at Farm and Fleet? <laughs> no. You get the stuff to grow your own, which is what you do because you live in the country, so. You just get big bags of sorghum and suck on those. <laughs> so, okay. So Wait a second. Rally. I was saying I was making a point. <laughs> Free advice on a team and things are gone. gone. Just go to stand up and have everyone tell a work appropriate joke. Kind of like this is a deteriorated into. Right, but okay. So we all agree that we have fun doing this, and and I don't think the fun, the level of fun, ever changed, or that we didn't do it and have fun. Obviously, I mean, we're having fun now. But so the fun was there, but it wasn't high enough order on the on the Maslow's hierarchy of needs to motivate us enough right to to keep doing it yeah well by the way, i wish when we did a podcast we could get real life feedback like you can at a presentation or a conference because i would love to know who all from our listeners even knows what maslov's is because there are people that say hey maslov's that's an old model it doesn't work anymore it's a bunch of crap it's been disproven i think again we did a non-scientific experiment here but we kind of proved that Maslow's, at least for us, was intact because all of us got involved in things that inherently gave us more benefit 
And so we deprioritized this podcast, which is what frankly happened. I, I know it happened for me. Uh, well, if we would have needed to do this podcast in order to eat, we would have done it, right? I think so, because that's the different driver. <laughs> right, or we would have found <laughs> or we would have found a different avenue, I guess, for feeding ourselves or generating income in order to feed ourselves. And which I think is yeah. exactly what we do. <laughs> right. Because we're not. I, I think that's any, what we would do. I, think I, don't, I don't know a whole lot of podcasts that make any real money. So, well, uh, exactly. Well, right. we're, no one's in podcasting for the, for the money, for the most part. There are exceptions. Well, sure. I, I do know some that are, but I, you know, part of what I like about doing this podcast is the fact that we're not after that. Uh, I, I don't want to be on a podcast where I'm trying to pay the bills and where I, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't even do it in my development business, but I, I don't want to like advertise for people that I don't agree with or, or feel like I have to in order to feed my kids or make any concessions about the podcast. And if, if I want, if we had an advertiser and I thought their product sucked, I would say it. I don't have a problem with it. And then we wouldn't have that advertiser anymore. Problem so, solved. Yeah, right. So, so if you were getting, if you were getting fed by this podcast and I said that, you guys would have kicked me off by now. But it's You'd be yeah. like, version one is paying us so much money. Get the hell out. It's not. So we're making the point that it's not the fact that we are getting paid, but it's. But again, it's going back to the, that hierarchy of needs to say. You know, food and shelter are the like the first level, right? Where you you won't do anything, you won't do things that are above that that gratify you above that level until you've satisfied that particular level. I Don't think, say anything about think, gratification because I know. No. I think who came up with this uh, must not have been married because level one is is make the wife happy, then then food and shelter, <laughs> right? Or or husband. Okay, Amos. Amos, I, don't know. I haven't been a wife long stop. enough to know. Make your your partner happy. Yes, you can. Let's be inclusive here, okay? This is 2017, so I live in the middle of the woods. Yes, and, I, and our <laughs> listeners, not all of our listeners do. So, so the interesting thing is, Jason, none of us were starving. We were we were able to feed ourselves. We were able to sustain ourselves. So. What's what's the next level and why didn't why didn't that level so motivate me, us? Well, like, I don't know how deep you went again this because to me again, I, I think that everything we've discussed here tonight is a very very strong yet deep metaphor about the purpose of really goals and purpose for agile teams. And really, again, to talk about things we have talked about here, where teams maybe are striving to have more predictable release frequency. So again, we are we have predictable we have a predictable release cadence. That's probably a typical thing that most teams aspire towards it's a lot easier to sustain motivation towards that if you have a well-defined and well-understood business goal that you are working towards if you don't which is kind of the story of this podcast over the past few months reflecting upon the podcast the predictability of release frequency goes down dramatically well so possibly it maybe it was Maybe the the predictability of the release frequency dropped because it was too hard for us to do. It's too much work to 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 create the podcast and release the podcast. Well, please, I think you could say it's it was we've already identified this by it was bottled again. Let's talk about all the rules we've broken here ourselves. Okay, so here's our confession time. Okay, releasing our product is gated to a single person. 
That means all the workload is on John. Well, we just so, the rest of us just show okay. up. Okay, so stop. What is the Sweet. best practice? Wait, wait, so wait, wait, hi, wait. Hi, I like this idea. This is serious. I love you, John. <laughs> I love you and everything you do. Keep, what, up, okay. keep up the good work. Here's my that was point. Lee, if you're driving, so if you are driving in your car right now, or you're just a courageous person, and you are on a team where you're, you are unable to release your own product yourself, and it is gated by a single person, I want you to, like, honk your horn. Uh-huh. Oh, please. All right. <laughs> so... For us now, let's provide some advice. If you are that person who just honked their horn, what should you be doing on your team to get out of this? First, you should be driving and not listening as much because apparently Tice is going to make you wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lee. Leaning, I don't yeah. think that you should drive and podcast at the same time. No, I'm saying listen. <laughs> listen to the podcast. Oh, oh. <laughs> Pull over, Amos. Pull over. So, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Jason's asking people to I'll, think in their minds, right? I'm asking what to other do. people to give advice other than just me. This is yeah. a podcast where we give advice. Come on, guys. Focus. Well, you were asking the <laughs> listeners to do that. No, I was asking the listeners to, to demonstrate if they have the problem of being on a team where the team itself is not empowered to release its own code. And instead, a an e, a, a single individual is a bottleneck or a, a gate. You were really hung up on this. Uh, how many podcasts did you try to release this year, Tice? None. Wait, oh, I think you're being... I think, <laughs> Amos, you're being defensive. Thank you, John. You're, atta- nice. you're attacking of Jason. You, of you, John. You violate you. I I understand, <laughs> but you're violating the safety of this retrospective. No, whatever. <laughs> safety <laughs> checks, whatever. Safety check fails. How many podcasts have we tried to release? No, this so, okay, 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 stop. Three. I'm just gonna. Okay, stop, 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 stop. We're okay. introspecting. Let's, I'm gonna close the whole thing out. Got right. released all three. <laughs> so, okay, so hi, I'm on an agile team. I have a crazy tech person on my team. His name may be John Sextro. And for whatever reason, uh, he doesn't trust it. He belittles a team because no code can go to our demo environment unless I push it because I'm that person. So maybe you're that person out there. I, I know those people exist. I was talking to some people today who were talking about them in real life. So I know they're out there. Here's what you should be thinking about. And here's what we should be thinking about. Why can't we have a automated release process whereby we make a audio file, we put it in a repository or a file share, we have a mechanism that polls for new stuff, and when it finds something new, it moves it down a pipeline and it goes to production automatically. Set up the Jenkins box and put it on We don't get paid for this. Well, but what I'm saying is, okay, really, number one, maybe that's how we should solve our podcast assurance project problem. But also, if you're on a real-life team and you have a problem where your team has challenges releasing its, releasing your product or your code, and it's dependent upon a specific person or persons, I want to say the, the answer to that solution was a, f- a few years ago was, hey, let's all figure out how, how to release our code together. Let's make sure we do some job sharing. Today, 2017, the answer is, why aren't we releasing our code with an automated deployment pipeline which has no human intervention? If you make that investment as a team, guess what? Everyone can release the code, and we never have this type of a conversation ever, 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 ever again. 
So this is this is a good. I think this is a good exercise to go through. But there's uh, and you're right, Jason. That's a, that's a step at the right direction to make. You've identified one one step that could could be automated, and it's the drop off a, a produced audio file, and it automatic automatically deploys. So, or any type of a deployable artifact in that case. It could yeah. be an application. It could be a microservice. It could be a data reference file. It could even be an architecture artifact, John, that you create as an enterprise architect. Yes, it could be. And and this, like this would API be API spec. This might be a point where you're when you're having this conversation with a team, where uh, where the person who has collected this information about how to do all of this work goes, oh, th- but that's not all that has to be done, because there's more, right? There's there's the creation of the show notes uh, to go Editing. along to go along with it. Amos hey, said, hey, Amos hey, said did one. you write Java code? Amos, did you write Java code? The editing is another one. Huh? I don't know what you said. What you said. Amos, do you write Java code? Hell no. Oh, you used to, though, because <laughs> we worked on a project together. Amos, do you write Java docs? Oh, rarely. Even so less why, than I write Java code. So, so, John, why do we have to have a manual documentation procedure? Why don't we automate our documentation as part of the podcast? I'm, I'm also for this. I'm just... I'm just uh, telling you what the, the what the steps are, and I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying I'm not trying to be against the process. I'm just explaining there are more things. Just like with just like if it seems like it seems on software development teams, sometimes it seems like oh, it's simple to push something into production, and if you if you maybe but you don't know all of the intricacies of what goes along with it. So as you go down that that line of thinking, then you uncover what are the other things that have to also happen. And then we as a team figure out, okay, now how can we, how can we federate, turn these tasks into things that can be federated to where we all can do them. Yeah. I want to say, John, if, if someone has that and, or uh, fun things I've done uh, within the last few years uh, to do brute force automation is uh Especially if you're doing like data center work, like, you know, migration, like, you know, hey, we're going to lift and shift our apps, you know, from this environment to this environment. Uh, what you do if you want to do brute force automation, at least I've uh, seen this done a few times. It's pretty awesome when you do it. You put a key logger on the KVM that you use to access the blades in the data center. You log every keystroke that the admins run to do the migration. And then you go over it line by line and figure out how the heck to automate it. Yeah, we Until can do- you have to do iOS deployments, and then you have to wait for Apple to get back to you. And mm. There are ways <laughs> to do that that we won't talk about on this podcast, but they're out there. They're <laughs> Googleable. They but, involve something you do to the kernel. But these are things that you would go through as a as a group when you're trying to you're trying to to sp- spread the knowledge about the process that's that's being hoarded by the individual. You've got to. You've got to dig into it and say, why? Why can't we? So you said automate the release process. Why can't we automate it and do the whole five whys thing or whatever? Well, you can't. we can't automate it. Why, John, why can't we automate well, it? Well, we have to write show notes. We have to edit the, we have to edit the show. We have to, right. So we, that, those are the, that, that's how we're going through the five whys here, so to speak. Well, what, what I'm just saying, what I want to say, especially, in, and I want to say this is an old school Amos conversation that he and I, I want to say back circa like 2006, 2007, Amos, you and I worked together, we were on a team, and I remember we had a blowout about what to automate and what not to automate, because your your mindset back then was, we should automate everything, and I said, eh, whatever, maybe only automate would make I, sense, but no, 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 
I've put my protect stuff. Again, if I could turn on the keylogger and capture every single thing we did to do something technical, my statement is, guess what? It should be on our automation backlog somewhere. And and so, again, John, we don't need to do the five whys and the five why nots about our automation strategy. We need to capture, which we can easily capture, what we actually do. And then we just need to kind of, put this way, take the sock out of the developer's mouth and then actually focus on doing the automation. I was with you until we were taking the sock out of the developer's mouth. Uh, apparently, we're allowed to talk and breathe as long as we're doing something good well, for the enterprise oh, architect. What, what I'm saying is I hear so many excuses out there about why we don't automate stuff. And I'm like, like, or, oh, we don't know how to automate. I'm like, dude. You run that. You do that, that deployment job. There's a documented procedure in the in the dr the disaster recovery runbook that tells you how to restore your system operations. This if, is obviously how I felt in 2006 or 2007. And you argue with me. Maybe yesterday. Me no, no, no. Was I, not didn't, I didn't argue with you about that stuff in 2007. I argued about how we prioritized automation against features that we were doing to get paid on a product. We had to balance that, okay? Because oh, I was to- saying, if you automate it, you can get paid faster. I agree with that, but the problem is because of if we looked at how that project was running, we couldn't say we're going to take three sprints to completely automate our pipeline and not deliver anything to the client because they would have fired us. So we had to prioritize our back, our product backlog with our automation backlog. What I see happening now on many teams is there's a complete negligence of saying, yeah, we could automate this stuff, especially and the other thing that's interesting is we have a lot of people where on the software side that don't understand what they can actually automate on the platform side or the infrastructure side that would make their lives a lot better. So you get software people that try to automate things that, that they know about and they end up doing a suboptimal job. So Keith, 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 closure on this, and this is where we've really just my apologies, we've derailed here, is <laughs> Find the source of truth about how your 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 value producing artifact gets to production. Capture all of that stuff which is written down and logged for you somewhere, and they like Amos would say, go over go over it with a fine tooth comb and automate it. And there's tools out there, open source product, cots, everything. If you're a vendor, you want to sponsor us because you sell those tools. Well, you'll probably sponsor us for one episode, then Amos will trash your tool, and you'll never sponsor us again. But again, <laughs> if you – stop my my ask for the developers, and Amos will probably even endorse this, and again, I'm Wait, a – Here's the thing, though. If, if you sponsor us and you give us a fantastic tool, I will sing you more praises than just about anybody you know. But if you hand me shit, I will let the world know that you handed me shit. Okay. I will say that it's free shit, and I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Here's what, okay, so here's here's the statement, okay? Automation and Amos, this is where I think we could go back and have a different conversation in 2006, is automation has become a semi – it's a commodity. There's a lot of product. There's a lot of great help. There's a lot of stuff that's just out there, recipes that are on the internet. You can download them off of GitHub. So – my ask of dev teams is number one: Why don't you have an automation backlog if you don't have a you know a push button deployment process? And why don't you make one? And then if you make one, your challenge is you don't have to go it alone. There's a lot of great stuff out there, be it again open source product, you know stuff you could buy that will help you automate stuff. But just like this podcast, unless you focus on it, it's not going to happen. 
So by challenging, imagine how much money we would have made if you had listened to me about this automation thing. <laughs> There's all these tools out there now where we would have written them back in 2006. Okay, you okay. Know, it was just funny. Let me, hold on a second. Advisory, guys, hold so on a I'm second. I'm asserting my authority, Jason. Hold on. <laughs> so we're we've Rain gone we've, we've gone on a long time. This is obviously what happens when we. There's a thing called pause on a podcast. Pause. People can just keep. It's a never-ending story. Right. This is what happens, though, when we keep it bottled up for six months and then all of a sudden get together and <laughs> release it into into one podcast. Now, what I'm going to... You know I'm what it is? It's a Big Bang release that either our customers are going to love or our customers are going to hate, and it's going to be the death of the podcast. I, I think I have the title for this one. Or, I don't, or we're going to get invited we to... I have the title for this one. It's Blue Balls. Or... <laughs> Well, hey, Ty's already borrowed political correctness. You better watch yourself. I was going to say we were either going to get fired and the podcast was going to die as a result of this Big Bang release we're having here, or this was going to be so awesome and magical. Brian Budd, conference chair for Agile 2018 in San Diego, was going to call us and ask us to keynote his conference. But since Lee just created a code of conduct issue by bringing up a sexual metaphor on the podcast, that obviously will not be occurring. So our apologies I, for anyone who is offended what? by the sexual comments. So. I thought it was a juggling metaphor. Oh, God, so I thought it had something to do with an ox. Uh, All right, I'm so hold on. Conduct on our next episode that would be fascinating. Control yourselves. Control the HR department. Go ahead. Everyone, control yourselves. I want to do a deep tease. You guys know what a deep tease is? Deep tease for. Oh no! no. I already got in trouble for that. This is a safe deep tease. A deep tease is. A deep tease is you talk about something on this show, but then you don't really talk about it until the next show. Now, but wait, there's more. There's more. Okay, so the deep teases with what Jason talked about uh, with uh, the automation backlog, and everybody, all teams should have an automation backlog. This is the topic. Now, you guys can't, you're going to want to respond, but you can't because this is the end of the show and we're going to do picks now. So, the deep tease topic is I've recently, just very recently, was eavesdropping on another team. Not going to say if it was at my work or someplace else, because it could have been either of those. I heard the conversation going on about automation related to the backlog and like automating builds for deployment and release and that sort of thing. And there was a little bit of push-pull going on with the, with the, uh, the, the people that were talking. And the assertion was, we don't need to automate any of our deployment stuff because it doesn't give value to the customer. Boom. Mic drop. That's the deep tease. We'll talk about that particular subject at the next This Agile Life. And that will be that'll be epic episode 130 when we get to talk about that. Amos is very mad. He can't I, make any comments. I'm a, ready to throw stuff. That's it's a all deep, I'm saying. It's a deep tease. So come back for 130. This is at least a guarantee that we will get back together to talk about this because now we have something to motivate us to get back together to talk about that comment. And then all of the listeners will want to tune in for episode 130 to find out what happens and whose who's head explodes from their, from, from their, uh, their Vesuvius flow of, of, of comments and discussion. And this has turned red already. Yeah, even more than normal. 
All I can say is, Amos <laughs> King, you know that deep down inside, you are an enterprise architect. This week's hottest picks. All right, Jason, you're up first. Okay, so I get to help people out tonight because I got lots of picks. So, uh, but I'll do three. So, mentioned in the episode, um, I will put some. We'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, the DevOps Lego Chocolate Game uh, by Dana Papalava out of New York City. Great way to learn about DevOps. It's interactive simulation. Everyone gets to run around. You get to play with Lego. You get to eat chocolate. You get to put tape on the wall and build containers. Somebody gets to be the admin. It's a lot of fun. So check it out. Uh, use it in a t- as a team activity or go check out wherever Dane is going to share it next at a conference. Also mentioned in the show, we talked about team-first development. Uh, it's also been mentioned on our Slack channel, uh, This Agile Life at slack.com if you want to join that. But team-first development, great activities by a gentleman I happen to have the privilege of working with by the name of Wade Stallman. Uh, it's three-minute improv games to kind of get your team fired up and have a great team, uh, including specific improv games that can be done for distributed teams. So you could do them on a teleconference or a video call. You don't have to be together. A great way to have some collaboration if you're working with people that are remote. And last but not least, uh, of course, everyone knows I have to do an event pick because we always have events going on. So Coming up here in the St. Louis, Missouri area, here in the central of the the central part of the United States of America, we have our uh, our large uh, Agile conference here in St. Louis. It's called Agile Midwest. It is on Thursday, October twelfth. We have a conference program with over forty sessions. Trisha Broderick, the uh, conference chair for Agile twenty seventeen, she's our keynote. Going to kick it off in the morning with a whole bunch of inspirational comments about leadership, and then throughout the day we will have other sessions. And if you come to St. Louis for the conference, uh, added bonus, the day before the conference on Wednesday, October 11th, you get to come to Open Space with yours truly, myself, and a bunch of other people who are going to show up and have an open space. Maybe Amos will show up and crash the open space. And uh, I suspect we might be talking about that topic that John teased out there and some other, as John would say, hot stuff at our open space. So please join us. St. Louis, Missouri, Agile Midwest on October 11th for open space and October 12th for our tracked conference. Great Lee, what picks. say you? Lee, what you got? So my pick... Uh, this time is actually more of a, a just a thumbs up to Mozilla. Uh, they have uh, put out a new open source project called Talk, which is their attempt to bring civility back to conversations and comment sections of the Internet. Uh, the Washington Post is already using this, uh, but uh, I'm not sure if it'll have any big impact. But the very fact that they're attempting it and putting it out for open source, uh, I say way to go. Great. Great pick, Lee. I'm going to look into that myself. Amos, what do you have for the picks this week? Sounds pretty awesome, Lee. I, uh, I want to look at that, too. Um, so I, I have three three picks. Um, I, I'm having an Indian pale ale tonight for Joe, if he still listens. Uh, it's uh, from Missouri. It's called Missouri Mule from Piney River Brewing Company here in Missouri. It's pretty good stuff. Uh, my second pick is uh, Nerves. It's an embedded development framework in Elixir. It's pretty awesome. I've been doing a lot with it lately uh, and, and really enjoying it. It makes embedded development super simple and super fast to deploy. 
And then my last pick, like Tice, I have to pick something going on in the St. Louis conference is the Strange Loop Conference is coming up September 28th to the 30th. Uh, it's been around for many years and it continues to grow and grow every year. It's uh, pretty big this year and, and uh, I'll be there. And um, Adam Savage from Mythbusters fame is keynoting. So that's pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that is awesome. Do you know, Amos, are there tickets still available for that? Um, I I don't know. I will. I can look real quick and, and let you know before you're done with your picks, probably. Haha. <laughs> Tricks on you. I said I didn't have any picks. Hey, Amos, so. I'll uh, ask you the question. Are you talking or are you just attended? No, I'm just attending. Um, I, uh, I am only attending. There are oh. late conference tickets left. Very cool. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just attending. I, w- I wasn't even going to go. And at the last minute, my wife said it's so close, you should go. Um, and, and so I decided that I would take her up on the offer when she's telling me to go to a conference. Heck yeah. All right, guys. Good, good show. Good getting back together with you. It was a pleasure tonight to talk. And uh, and to let it all hang out once again on episode 129 of the show uh, in more ways than... How many than comments like that are we going to have tonight? Those are called double entendres and they're okay. <laughs> this Agile Life is brought to you by a community of Agile developers and coaches aspiring to spread the word about this groundbreaking approach to software development. Join us at thisagilelife.com forward slash community.